You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, it's Anne-Marie again with you today and today's show is Increase Your Productivity and Your Profits and my guest is Natasha Vorompiova. Now, Natasha is a systems and organizational maven who helps service professionals to get more done in less time by systematizing, automating and delegating. Now, she comes to their rescue when they just can't get to the stuff that matters because the stuff that doesn't matter always gets in the way and I'm sure we can all relate to that one time or another <laughs> and for some of us more often than not. So if you want to learn how to be more productive and efficient and how to save time and to be able to do more in less time, Natasha's certainly your gal. And on today's show, she's going to talk about three myths about business systems, what to do when you feel like your business is running you instead of the other way around and you running your business, and five shortcuts to create systems you must know about and much more. So welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank you so very much, Anne-Marie. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Look, I love this topic myself because I uh, must admit I love to have systems in place too because I recognize the value that they can have to support us in what we said earlier in the introduction, increasing your productivity, efficiency, and of course your productivity. But for many ambitious entrepreneurs, this you know, tends to continue to be a struggle. So I'd love for you to share your ideas about do we really need systems to run our business? What do you think about that? Well, in my experience, in my working with with clients, the pattern that I see is that we start a business and while it's small, everything is very manageable. We have time for things to do them our own way and really take time to figure things out. If Mm -hmm. something doesn't work, we can go back to the drawing board and figure it out. But what happens is that over time, as we build our businesses and the demands of of those businesses grow and we receive more requests and there are people asking for our services or products Mm -hmm. and we get engaged in more marketing activities. So all of a sudden, there is that much more to manage. So if things are not structured or not structured well, we start dropping the ball. Mm -hmm. It's something that just keeps our attention we are not able anymore to keep things in our head how it needs to be done we get distracted very very easily because as we sit down to work on on something all of a sudden all these things start popping up in our heads oh did uh, Peter reply to my email let me check with him or I put together the sales page I don't remember if I put um, that share button there Uh, let me quickly go and double check as these things are firing up in our heads and we jump from one thing to another eventually something just doesn't get completed or doesn't get completed as it needs to be yes so in my opinion we do need to have the structures in place so that we can have peace of mind that things will happen the way they, they need to happen plus we can have space in our head to 
all these new things that we want to do or just be creative as we want to be creative because otherwise it's just there is no place for that. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of really good points and one of the things that struck out for me was that when we do start getting busier and we're attracting a new clients, which is obviously what we what we want to have happen, we are actually causing a bottleneck in our business by not having systems in place because we're not able to handle the additional workload that is associated with those clients. And the last thing we want to have happen is for new clients to start working with us and then, of course, being disgruntled and unhappy because they're just not getting the response that they you know thought that they were investing in. Now, I know that for many ambitious entrepreneurs who are wearing lots of different hats in our businesses and we're getting out there and we're really trying to attract new clients, the thought of having to sit down and put things down on and, and structure it and put it down on paper can often seem quite boring for some of us who are very you know creative and, and love to get out there right. and, and promote. And so we resist. We resist putting these systems in place and getting started on doing that. But from what you have just said earlier, it really is something we have to do if we want to grow our businesses. So what would you want to share with people who feel that they have been resisting it What can they do to help move through that so they can finally start putting some systems in place? Yes, absolutely. Well, what I always recommend is looking at what are your strengths and what you already enjoy doing. So creating systems, it's not necessarily just writing down every single thing that happens the way it needs to happen. It's it's one of the ways, but it's not the only way. You can definitely create systems just by recording your screen as you're doing something. For example, I know that a lot of us upload content, whether it's videos or audio or blog posts, and it's a very tedious process, something that requires time. And a great way to share with somebody who you want to potentially maybe give it later to, to complete the task for you or just for yourself to have that almost like a checklist but the visual one you can simply record your screen as you are doing it and just narrating the steps so it doesn't add any additional time to what you do anyway it's just taking the time to press record in the beginning press stop recording at the end and a well, very important part to add it to a folder where you keep your systems or just like different processes in so that you can easily find it and somebody else can find it easily once find you direct it. them. Yeah. Right, yeah. once you have somebody to help. I with. love that idea of, you know, screen, like I use the word, the technology screen flow because I'm on a Mac, but I mm. love the idea of, yeah, recording yourself and in, in doing that and having that on a, a single area where a lot of your team members can then go and um, access that. I mean, how often do we spend writing things down, typing it up, stuff like that, whereas, in, you know, in five minutes, mm. showing someone what to do can be a quicker learning curve, I think, as well, rather than having to explain step by step, someone can actually hear and see you implementing that particular step. I love that idea. 
Yes, absolutely. And it, it does depend on the task that you are trying to teach someone or record. So video is, is one way. But for mm-hmm. example, if you want to bring a new customer service person, you can uh, record an audio and role play with somebody to show what are the types of questions that are asked more uh, more often than not and how you answer them. And also, this would be a great way to just exemplify how you answer questions with meaning the emotion so that you are smiling, that you are welcoming, that clients will, will feel this atmosphere that they are taking care of. So audio is another really great way to showcase how something is done. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we earlier on in the show, I mentioned you're talking about three myths about business systems. One, one myth I'd imagine would be that it's all too hard to get set up. But I mean, you've just identified two incredible ways that are very quick, but also efficient too, because if we recording process or how we want our team to respond to staff, we can pick up so much more emphasis on the voice, the wording, the empathy that comes through the voice that you would mm-hmm. never be able to capture if you were yeah. just typing that piece of information, you know, into that document. So I, I really love really great that. Point. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's right. I mean, because you, the way you respond, you know, the inflection of your voice, just the, the pro active listening can be done so mm-hmm. skillfully if it's modeled via an audio rather than well I'm sorry we can't help you kind of thing you know what I mean you can just get that <laughs> sense of, of connection with that are there any other tips as far as or are those the two main I mean they're fabulous tips but just want to check in as if there's anything else that you want to share around that particular area well let me give you one more example and it's something that Again, doesn't really require much time except for just initial investment or, for example, the first training that you would have to do. Yes. At some point, we bring somebody in and we we do invest time to explain to them how something is done. But then something might happen to this person and they leave our team or we want to bring somebody else and promote this person. So what happens is that for the most part, we would just spend, again, time on training a new person. Whereas, uh, try and think about, okay, how by training this one person, I can train actually more people as they come in. And that would look like you've explained somebody how something is done and you've done it, for example, you met with them over Skype or you just kind of showed them around, shared your screen or something like that. And then you ask them to make notes of what you've shared with them. So you can, again, uh, record that call or record the conversation and have your new assistant go back and create that checklist or uh, step-by-step or instructions, something that, for one, will help them to get the, uh, the process much, much better and faster or come to you with questions. And plus, you will be creating this document that's, this person uh, might be upkeeping and making sure that the process that you have in place is up to date. Yeah. One last piece is that just like you mentioned, Anne-Marie, it's really great to save these procedures or files in places that are easily shareable. So the obvious two is Dropbox and Google Docs. So it's something that can be accessed from anywhere that you can easily share with whoever, for example, for Google uh, users 
Google Drive is the place that comes complementary with, with any Google account. Yeah. So it's, it's such a fantastic tool to use, especially because it's a living document. You can make changes to it and it saves it automatically. So you don't really need to look for different versions or making sure that it's the latest one. So picking tools like that that will help you even further mm-hmm. is also very important. Yeah, I love Google Docs myself and we use it uh, quite a bit with, with my team. And I remember a story years ago in my career coaching business, I had a VA and she would often update a lot of different websites with my articles. And, you know, she was really good and, and we worked really well together. And I was, all of the articles I was writing was about finding your purposeful career and and meaning and and purpose in the work that you do. And I remember her coming to me one day and saying, oh, look, you know, I've loved working with you, but all of the articles, as I was putting them up there, I was reading them and I recognized that I am not living my purpose. So she said, I really would like to to move forward. And thankfully, we had both worked together and, and had done exactly what you mentioned was about putting together the steps that she took. And if she found that she could find a better way that was more efficient. She had the authority to update that and, and that gave her a kind of ownership. But I remember yeah. thinking, thank goodness it was there. So that next time I got another VA, I said, you know, this is what you'd need to do. And as a kind of a little bit of an offside, as not really meaning it, but I said, and by the way, don't read the articles because I don't want you to leave. <laughs> but it's true. So I mean, it, at the impact yeah. that, that you are writing this, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's such a great example. Yeah. And so I think what you've really shown us is that we don't have to do everything ourselves and in fact I'd encourage you know each and every one of us who are thinking about having a team or or hiring more team or really trying to get far more efficient with our team because we're developing these systems is get them on board you know because once someone feels that they've got ownership on something and they have the authority to be able to update these particular things because after all they're the ones that are doing that for us that gives them far more um, buying doesn't it? And they, they've become far more enthusiastic and, and controlling that particular area for us. So I think that that's um, such an important lesson for us. So when we're talking about shortcuts to create systems that we must know about, I mean, you've already identified some really incredible tools to get us started. Is there anything else that you can share as far as other shortcuts? In terms of shortcuts, and let's talk quickly about tools a little bit more. Mm. And we we did talk about Dropbox and Google Drive. You mentioned ScreenFlow, which is also my go-to. Absolutely, I love it. But for example, for somebody who is on PC, they can use Camtasia for, for the same purpose. Or uh, there is this free tool called Jing, J-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. And that one you can, uh, I believe you can record short videos, right, uh, short videos as well. But it's also a terrific way to take a screenshot of your screen and you can put arrows to just like make emphasis. So like you, you go here and they like, n- number it in a way that it's kind of instructions again, but oh, in a yes. visual form. Yep. So is that J-I-N-G dot com? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that everybody uh, will have or can have if they go to Staples or any other store where, where they can get just office supplies mm-hmm. is just post-its. I really, really love to, I, I almost call it like play this game with, with my clients when we 
just I have them note uh, different pieces of a process on post-its and just bring them to a large surface and arrange them in the order how they happen. And what it allows is that once you see before your eyes this process, it's so much easier to pinpoint places or oh, here I'm doing double work. Let me just combine these two steps into one. Or um, this part can be automated. Let's, or let me find out if I can, uh, I can find a tool to automate this specific part. Or here, let me make sure that my system, for example, reports back to me and we ensure that it doesn't uh, fall through the cracks. For example, it's, it has uh, to do with, with clients and making sure that um, everybody is on on the same page for example when we have a client intake process so an additional step in that uh, process can be once you request it from the client to pay the invoice before starting working with them officially they would have to make that payment so your assistant can be just checking that the payment went through and if not alert you to follow up with them Mm -hmm. so uh, adding that extra step uh, would also be very easy to kind of identify if it's missing if you have this process kind of lined mm. out. On, on so you would of, say uh, that having the post-it notes and being able to take notes and then put those post-it notes on, maybe you've got a flow chart or something that can easily alert you to the fact that, hang on a second, maybe we need to put one additional step in between that step and that step because that's going to increase the efficiency. So the post-it notes really allow you, are a great reminder and something that you can use Yeah, as that process. Is, is that kind of how you use using it as well? Yes, and we, we use it also just for to make it visual and yes. to make it almost tangible mm-hmm. because then you can almost see how these pieces fit together, kind of like put together a mosaic out of these individual ah, things yes. that, that so you're using, yeah, You're using the post-it notes, you write step one on the post-it note and then you put them on like on the wall or something and then you see it visually and you, yeah, of course you can move post-it notes, they're so handy that way. I love post-it notes too, all different colours and shapes and sizes. Yeah. In fact, I have to close my eyes when I go past Yeah, the station, certain stationary items. It's like, I've got enough post-it notes already, but they are. They really do come in so, so handy, for sure. Yeah. Very true, very true. Very <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm one of those people, and I've said it before in, in some of the other podcasts, I love stationery and, uh, you know, d- journals or folders. I think if you keep them all, you know, nicely labelled with all of your documents in that, that's such a huge step towards, yeah, efficiency and knowing where things are rather than sort of, now where did I file that piece of paper again? So I think that that's, um, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. So for people who are creative and don't really think that they can establish or follow systems, what words of advice would you have for them? Well, there are a couple of ways this can be done. And I recently spoke with with somebody who uh, told me that she's just, like systems is not something that she can handle. She's not 
this type of like the structure type of person and it's she tried and it really really doesn't work so if you're like that then and you want to run a business and you want that business to be um, successful then you definitely need to have a team much earlier than uh, somebody else who is a bit more organized so make sure that uh, you get on, on that team the person who will be maybe kind of like you are business manager, somebody who will be helping you to stay organized or kind of bring your attention to things that need to happen and when they need to happen. Otherwise, the business will not survive for too long. You have to have certain order and you have to have those structures in place to be able to scale your efforts over time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's either will be too small and like manageable but again one of the things that we as small business owners are so proud of and like something that a lot of times differentiates us from bigger businesses is the customer care that we can uh, give and the quality of our services so those have to be our priorities and only by having structures in place we can ensure that we can deliver the same outcome over and over again so one way would be to have somebody who keeps you on track and creates those kind of structures and keeps you (laughs) in line Mm -hmm. and the other one is just realize that it is very important and one kind of very vivid example is that a lot of creatives who start their businesses they start their businesses to put their work in the world create what they wanted to create but on their own terms Mm -hmm. and they really don't think about the part that has to happen or the effort that needs to go in in order to actually manage the business itself so it is a bit of a challenge to kind of like where these two different hats, like like bigger ones. One is a creator and the person who who delivers the art, and the other one is that manager that uh, we, we've been dreading all our in our corporate life. Mm-hmm. But it has to be present, and there has to be some type of order. Otherwise, when it's just in your head, it takes how valuable space that or an energy that uh, you use to create. So just get your systems out of your head using those uh, few ways that we discussed earlier. Get it out somewhere on a piece of paper, on in, in a document, and then you have space to create. Yes, I think it's so important because if we're running a business and we don't have systems in place, we really can't, as you said, provide the level of service and support that our clients invest when they, you know, hire us. And so that that's just so, so crucial. And usually, I think we need. Well, I think I think this, and I'd love your thoughts on this. You really need systems in place before your business to the next level. An indicator often that you need to put a system in place is when you repeat things again and again or if you find that you've got issues and the second time you have the same issue coming up, you then need to take a step back and say, you know what, I've had this before, I really need to get a system in place so that I don't have to waste time working on this particular activity and I don't have this issue raise its its ugly head again because that's time inefficiency of course isn't it but really to work on what steps can I put into place and systems so that I can continue to grow my business and not have a, a bottleneck would you say that that's a fair comment that really we need to look at having systems in place so that we can grow our business because otherwise we're really just going to continue to struggle and the same inefficiencies issues and challenges are going to be the things that we tackle on a daily basis would you agree 
I absolutely agree. And you made such a fantastic comment about where to start and looking at places where things keep just falling through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And for example, and it, it might be something that things falling, falling through the cracks or something that it just like you, you feel yourself getting annoyed every single time when you do it and that can be for example when you just have to exchange 10 emails to stop the time when your meeting needs to happen and you do it by email like back and forth what time can you meet i can meet at five. Oh, i'm sorry i'm i'm not able to meet at five and like it goes on and on and on yes. and on whereas <laughs> you can just like get an, an online scheduler and just get it over with yes or another place is um, like we mentioned earlier uploading a blog post for example it's a really really tedious process and every time i used to do it myself i was like this is really i can't believe i'm wasting my time doing this because in the end until i check all the links and you know until i make sure that everything is laid out the way it needs to be laid out it was like 30 minutes 45 minutes of my time mm -hmm. every single week it really adds up it's something that we don't really pay attention to if it's like 15 minutes oh it's okay i'll do it really quickly but it does add up so when we look at these things just like you mentioned and marie that we do on an ongoing basis really really repetitively or when things fall through the cracks it's definitely a good indication that we, we need to do something about that and creating yes. systems is definitely the way to go and just like we said right now by saving yourself two three hours a week that's the time that you can put into just creating a new strategy and yeah. making sure that you are introducing maybe new marketing activities or you start a new partnership and you have time to dedicate to this partnership to make sure that it brings the results you're looking for. So definitely systems is that crucial step that needs to happen before so that you could grow your business. Mm. And I think the longer you leave the development of those systems, the more work you're going to have to put in it. So if for people who are just starting out or if you're just putting a new project in place or if you're just starting off something, look at point of view, how can I create a system around that so the next time we launch this, it's going to be a lot easier or I can then delegate that to a team member. I think that it, in actual fact, if we take a little bit of time up front to develop the system, pass it on to a support person to manage it and keep updating it, store it in a place where everyone can access it and make sure that it's up to date because you don't want to have multiple different because then you have another thing what's the latest <laughs> system in one place and anytime it's updated the old one gets destroyed so that it's not confused and I say that because I've been there and it's like oh I must get a system in place on how to manage the systems but it, it sounds funny but I tell you what once you've got that in place then it really can support you and you don't have to worry about it and it's one thing that you don't have to continue to think about and I've loved this topic so Natasha this is such an important piece of of I guess or an area in our business that we all need to have in place systems how can people get in contact with you if they'd like to know more about you your services and the support you offer absolutely well please visit my website it's uh 
systemsrock.com. It's one word. And I do offer a really great uh, resource for people who sign up for, for my list. It has already examples of five systems and there are five case studies of uh, clients I've worked with and kind of it goes through. Uh, this was the problem. Uh, this is how we resolved it. This is the system that we created. So, and it's all laid out with post-it. It's, it's a graphic, but it's still with post-it. Um, so, so that it's easier to kind of like look at it and see it at a glance yeah and of course so- social media i'm um, on facebook again search for systems rock and on twitter i'm systems that rock fabulous so I- either one either one would be great and i'll be happy to hear from you and if you have any questions or not sure how how to organize the process that is giving you a bit of trouble. Yeah. Feel free to reach out. Fabulous. And of course, we'll have all of uh, Natasha's contact details on the show notes. And Natasha's also provided some great resources and other articles that we can read too. They are all included in the show notes. So all you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES109. This is show one. So ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES109 and uh, that'll take you to the show notes and you can click straight through. If this is the very first time that you are joining us today, look, it has been an honor that you have spent some time. You have got lots of great notes, I'm sure, from listening to Natasha share her expertise. Before you go, why don't you leave a comment and if you're listening to us via iTunes, make sure that you subscribe to the show so that you get all of the, the upcoming podcasts and tips and strategies to help you take your business to the next level as well. And why don't you rate the show and also leave a comment there too. It's always good to, to reach out and, and hear from you and uh, tell us a little bit more about your business as well. So until next time, have a fantastic week. We'll catch up again with you next week on next week's podcast. And again, thanking you, Natasha, for spending some time with us today. My pleasure. Thank you once again for, for inviting me and I had a blast. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Mary. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.